Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists whose names sound similar, but the music sounds very different. This week we're discussing Gigi Allen Jackson. I am Jared. I am Dax. Caleb. This is Tyler. Gigi Allen Jackson. Indeed. Gigi Allen, the uh, punk rock masochist. And then Alan Jackson, the bad A mofo with a mohawk. He doesn't have a mohawk. He doesn't he's got a, not a, mo- at all. a molet. He's got a mulet. mulet. G.G. Allen probably had a mohawk, so it's a battle. We don't, I don't battle know. Battle of the, mo- the mohawks mostly, versus the mullets. He was mostly bald. Yeah. That's true. Just bald. At Even some point, he might have had mostly bald. His mustache was mostly bald. I'm thinking about doing it. You should. Because it's about all I can do. The Be mustache? Good. Yeah. Really? You're looking at it. It's pretty rough. I figure I'll just get, get further. This already doesn't grow here in the middle. I can just get further out and we'll call it a day. Huh. Yeah. You have to really grow that thing out, though. Well, his was a little meh. Well, it's, I thought it was, an, it was an impressive It was two length. bushy little tufts. you got to get the bushy part. Well, then I'll just give up. <laughs> I'm just going to rip the flesh off the lower half of my face so you can see the muscles and we'll call it a day. Sounds like you've reached your peak. You might as well go ahead and kill yourself. Well, uh-huh. There you done. go. That's how Gigi Allen feels about life. The peak. Once you reach your peak, you just kill yourself, and then your soul will live on forever. That's yeah. what that's what Gigi said on uh, what was that? The windy. What was? Is um Jane. Uh, oh god. <laughs> Look at I don't him. remember her name either. <laughs> she she had like a what two season syndicated it show. It was Sally Jackson. No, it wasn't. Jane Whitney. Jane Whitney. Jane Whitney. Jane That's Whitney. such a bland yeah, name. Jane Whitney show. It's hard to remember. As he was also on the Jerry Springer show. We watched both of those. Very interesting. This was Tyler's choice uh, for Good Band, Bad Band selection. So what what do you have to say about Gigi Allen? He's wild. He's he a wild, wild man. He's just loony, man. The music is really, there's not much to it. It's just kind of like normal punk, really, for the era. It's not even as it's really not even honestly as like abrasive or interesting as hardcore punk, even though it took place in that time. Right. But it's more of like the on stage at show antics, if you want to call them that, or uh, breaking the laws. Fifty two mm-hmm. times. Yep. That makes it most interesting. And he's just nuts. The man's nuts. He, uh, yeah. Dax, why don't you talk about his upbringing a little bit? Yeah. So as, as Jesus Christ Allen. Yes. Jesus Christ Allen. Uh, this man was born to a religious, uh, uh, religious, what would you describe? Religious man? Religious man, I guess. Yeah. Family? Uh, yeah, I guess so. He thought, um, his dad thought that Gigi was going to be a messiah. He was going to, like, bring the world together. So he named him Jesus Christ, but uh, he just uh, abused him. He kind of brought the world together. He kind of Hold did. Hold on now. Hating, hating uh, in him. hatred, yes. Yeah. In hatred. Yeah, his dad was like super abusive. They lived in a cabin with no running water. He he dug them coffins in the basement. And graves for the coffins, technically. Oh, you're right. You don't really dig a coffin, you silly you're right. Billy. You're right. I'm <laughs> sorry. I dig a coffin every day. I feel uh, like a digging the, the... a coffin for my lord. <laughs> oh my! I feel like the uh, uh, premonition that his father had is similar to that of the premonition. Of the shags. <laughs> Would you like to speak to that? You know, the, okay, here's the story of the shags. Someday we'll cover the shags because they're great. But 
I think we might have talked about it before, but I'll go ahead and give it again. The Shags were a group that were in the 60s, and their grandmother had a, a premonition that they were going to be big stars. So their father took them out of school and had them learn instruments very poorly. And then he took them out on the road. They recorded an album for very little money and then took them out on the road, and it was very bad. Yeah. And they did not know what they were doing. It's about as DIY punk as what some of Gigi Allen's early yeah. work sounds like. That's they, true. They were so bad that they did become famous, though. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I suppose that's true. Which is what happened to Gigi Allen, really. Where he Kind of, yeah. Where he was told that he was going to be a messiah, and then as an adult, he believed he was a messiah. Yeah. It's true. Even without the Jesus Christ moniker. Yeah. Because his mother uh, changed his name. After his father, was it and Kevin his Michael? Yeah, Kevin. Pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> standard affair. That's a pretty there. solid name, Kevin. Yeah. So, but yeah, it. She changed legally changed his name uh, away from Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know about you, but my Savior's name's Kevin. Is it? No. No. Mm. Uh, we haven't even really talked about because I'm sure there are people out there who exist who don't actually really know about Gigi Allen. We're saying that he has antics on stage, but that's not really. Speaking, speaking to the uh, the gravity okay. of he would, what he did, he, he would, would often defecate, smear it on himself, throw it into the audience, cut himself open, fight people, fight people, rape, rape people, force women into oral sex and other sexual acts on stage. He performed naked, naked. Yeah, he would often cover himself in feces and blood, and run into the audience, and then you would touch him, and you've got Christ poo poo on you. Yeah, Christ poo poo. The blood of Christ. He he's well so I think that he said that uh he was using it as communion. As, but but that's yeah, correct. Well. It was a way for him to uh, not get in as much trouble, really, is ultimately what the reason was. Because that's what his brother said. His brother uh, Merle? Merle Allen, a member of the murder junkies. The murder junkies. And uh I think he was pretty much in all of his backing bands, is that correct? Yeah. Was Merle always yeah, a pretty, part of yeah, his touring and, and yeah. recording and such? They were two pieces of the same hole. They mustache. were. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Please look up both of their mustaches and notice that somehow they connected. Gigi's mustache form. was the donut. <laughs> <laughs> and Merle's was the donut. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, you hurt me. That sounded terrible. He also... Um, I want a firm virtual handshake for that one, please. It's it's been Ooh. done. Ooh. He also claimed on multiple occasions that he was going to commit suicide on stage. He on said Halloween. that he was going to do it on Halloween, but somehow between 1989 and 1993, he was in Halloween. He was in jail on every Halloween. <laughs> I, I, somehow, some way, the, the Lord works in mysterious ways, mm. kept him alive for four more years. I'm thinking that, like, okay, it's October 30th. You're GG Allen. You're like. Shit, I'm not ready. Might as well go punch a cop. Right? Take a he gets take himself. a shit on a young girl's face. Arrest yeah. him. Yeah, but that's like a, a regular day for him. Well, that's not a regular Tuesday, day yeah. for the police. <laughs> no, but, you know. I, what I'm saying is he could do that. That doesn't guarantee he's going to go in jail. He does it every day. His final concert uh, ended in a riot where he was running through the streets of New York naked. Cup, and the crowd was chasing up. him. Yes. And then he proceeded to go and party afterwards yep. and died of a heroin overdose. Yeah. Did you did you see yeah. what his uh, his friend's name was? His friend? The name of the man 
who he he died in the home of was Johnny Puke. Johnny yeah. Puke. It's his buddy Johnny Puke. Oh my. It's like Jimmy Pop and Jimmy Urine and they're all friends. He would pee on people too. He would. He would. He? he would, yeah. yeah oh, Johnny Puke it. or are you talking about Gigi? Gigi. Oh yeah. Well, that's how he preferred his sex, he said. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about Gigi Allen's sex life? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I do like his use of the sleeveless hoodie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Reminds me of <laughs> The Bill. sleeveless hoodie. As if that was the highlight of Gigi Allen's well, life. What pretty, is this for? That was a good interview. He had, a, he, had a, he had his bandana, his sunglasses, his sleeveless hoodie, and his, he had that cane. He had, a he had hat, shorts like a, and, a, and a helmet, didn't And he? boots. He had a helmet. And boots. As Gigi Allen glorified the idea of raping women to make them stronger, you were like, that's a pretty nice jacket. I like well, his sense of fashion. It was an interesting outfit. To look. It really is. Right. So. This. this He's not really a punk messiah because he really doesn't. He doesn't really represent a lot of punk things because punk is really no. a progressive music. But. I do. I, I actually wanted to comment on that. I wanted to get your take on it as well, being the. the the punk man that you are uh, in terms of his complete lack of punk aesthetic, really mm-hmm. he he's, com- he's completely away from what you would typically see within the punk sphere. It's odd that people gravitated towards him at all because he represented so few of the things that like the actual punk rock scene would have wanted to see. Yeah. I don't think it's a, I don't, think it was a punk thing i don't think that's why people gravitated i think it was a cultish type thing yeah you know he had kind of a cult of personality thing going on he was so punk he was anti-punk so punk i'm not even punk anymore director todd phillips did a documentary called hated gg allen and the murder junkies in 1993 he was only 23 years old todd phillips went on to make the uh, hangover films Hangover, Hangover, you know that song? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, 2019 release, Joker. Oh, boy. Oscar nominated. Well, there's a, a new... 11 nominations. I feel like his roots really came back in a in an interesting way. Yes. Because Joker very much has a similar cult of personality. But he was only... He's very young when he made that documentary. 23 years old to make a documentary. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not... It's probably the first thing he ever did, you know, obviously. Right. Uh, if he did film school, it would have been that. And then yeah. going around recording Gigi <laughs> Allen poop on people. Oh, there's a new one. Fun. Could you imagine? There's a new, there's a new movie, too. Yeah, I saw that, that was the, uh, where they interviewed Merle and his mother, right? The Allens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got one coming out, too. Everybody keep your eyes out. Allen the family. Allen the family. Oh, keep your eyes out. Oh, oh <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wait, does Alan Jackson make an appearance? Yeah, they're all in there. What okay. about Tim Allen? He can come in occasionally. <laughs> you got it in. <laughs> you got it in. Who knew? I alley ooped him. Really? <laughs> you really did. You're welcome. Your You're welcome. I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, you know. Thanks. Anyways, um, <laughs> it would be interesting to be the uh, the documentary director who has to continue to film him as he grabs women by the hair, <laughs> throws them into walls, and punches them like. How I don't know how, I don't know how you continue to film a documentary of Gigi Allen without just like I gotta pull the plug. Just put it on a tripod and walk away. Yeah. Let it let it work itself out. He's mm-hmm. a journalist, man. You just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, he's a journalist. Yeah. Then he came out with the Hangover movies. That's a that's, true. that's a documentary also. What is the Hangover? No, it's not. You don't know that. 
Okay. What? Stop it. He was also uh, buried with no make, no, they did nothing to him. They didn't do anything. He wanted to be buried with nothing. He had Jim Beam. Yep. And he had a, he had a jock strap on oh my they took belief. photos with the corpse they did just having a raucous good time i've we seen it i've seen it's horrible it's I've frightening seen i've seen the images oh really yeah you haven't seen you guys pull haven't them seen up them? pull them up oh gosh, yeah you I can see them you can see the images that merle and the gang took with him could you stop merle and the gang that's the pretty microphone. good merle that's my other movie merle and the gang that's it focuses good. mostly on merle you know don't people don't talk about merle no he's a a good heart I feel like there was a famous person, an actual famous person that was at the. Oh, man. Oh, there he is. Yep. See his jockstrap? I see it. It says, eat it. How, how long after, uh, you might not know this information, how long after his uh, death did his funeral happen? You know what I mean? Like, uh, they didn't do anything. Like a, so it would like have been a just couple, a couple like days. A day. Yeah, a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yikes. A couple of days. Bodies just aren't long supposed to, to just, sit that long. Just long enough. Well, well, he probably he was wasn't bombed. I'm sure he was embalmed. No, I, he wasn't. No, he I was not embalmed. They did nothing. Nothing. Yeah, they did nothing. Well, that's it. Yeah, they probably just put him on ice and just let him sit. No, they, you don't put him put on him in the family ice. Freezer. You put him in a, in a yeah, in a cooling device. Yeah, like one of those big coolers. Mo- yeah. A lot of people have in the their morgue. basements. I heard they a dug him a coffin. Yeah, I heard, I heard Phil Lindot's mom kicked his grave too. Uh, that's okay. Good callback. There are uh, (laughs) when you look at the uh, preview for the movie, the Allens, the 2017 documentary. That's what his mom. Allen the family. His mom's like, you think I like that everyone comes and takes dumps on my son's grave? Because they do. People go and take dumps. (laughs) Yeah. On Gigi's grave, on his gravestone and things. You just see turds sitting on. They had they had to take the tombstone away. Yeah. So it was not continued to be like. You know what was not, not taken away? Uh, the tombstone that he had tattooed on his chest. That is true. He, he tattooed he his own tombstone rip. on his chest. And it said Gigi. No year, though. If only he was a prophesier. Oh, that would have been He should have asked his dad. He died the day before our nation's B-Day. Tisk tisk. Tisk Almost tisk. made it. Happy birthday, America. Rip Gigi. So, worth talking about as well, which, of course, when it comes to Gigi Allen, uh, this is always secondary, is the music, which is not great. No. Not great. Is the music not great? Music's not great. Oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. I I thought you had it. You said it as a question. Set it to, like... Yeah. Oh, I agree. Second to the performance. Uh Everyone is very concerned with the, the theatrics and the way that he behaves, but there is still music being played about. That's why we're covering it is because it's a musical artist, and it's not that good. No, like it, it's very odd that there's this whole cult following around. What is? I mean, his number one song is "Bite It, You Scum." Like, yeah. <laughs> you're you are scum. You are scum. You are scum. He's not doing anything interesting musically. He's no. not really doing anything. It's just. It's just boring punk, really. It's just it's, his yeah. his first album was power pop. Yeah, yeah. He started it's out not very good. Have you seen images of him when he in yeah. the early of his career where he looks he like he hair. wants to be a hair metal guy? Yeah, oh, wow. it's weird. Yeah, he has a he strong looks like country he could be influence. Too. Dave Navarro's brother. He does have a country influence as well. Influenced by like Hank uh, Hank Williams and mm-hmm. different people of those ilk. Hank Williams the third dedicated a song to him. That's wild. He's I got know, a, he's got an acoustic country ballad titled "When I Die." He has a country-ish Which album. Told them what to do at the yeah, funeral. Yes, it did. 
they they followed suit with the song you wrote. Yeah, it's he's also covered uh, Nancy Sinatra. Yep, he's covered ACDC. <laughs> the YouTube comment is all I can think about on that one. He found one that said six. It was from sixty years ago by G.G. Allen that said something like TNT sounds like me or something like that. Yeah. Like rather like rather than being the other way mm. around. But of course it was not posted by the real GG. He also kind of considered himself a cult leader as well. He had these people that felt like when he was on the Jerry Springer show that we watched, uh, you know, they said that they followed him and they, they believe that he's a Messiah and all this stuff, which is interesting because that harkens back to another cult like leader mm-hmm. in the music industry but also it did way worse stuff well i don't yeah is charles manson right who also had a music career you know and, right and on gg allen's album you give love a bad name mm. i don't know where that came from Mm-mm. he covered garbage dump by charles manson so yeah. it's They're very, very similar like, i know charles manson's a better musician though oh is yeah he? oh yeah a better person probably i'm not gonna lie <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Heavy words, but I mean, for yeah. real. Those know. are some very heavy words. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Gigi so. Allen was also friends sort of with uh, John, John Wayne, Wayne Gacy. Gacy. Yeah. 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 He'd go visit him in prison. Um, Gacy painted Gigi Allen, and it was used as the uh, – that Todd Phillips uh, movie. It was used as the cover for that soundtrack. The poster. Yeah. yeah. It was used as the movie poster. Yeah. Oh, that too? Gigi Allen said that had he not been a musical artist, he would have been a mass murderer or a serial killer. Yeah, his own words. He knew what he like. He knew the kind of person that he was. Like, he knew what he was about. Yeah, listening to the music, it's almost would have been better if he would have done those things. Oof! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, Do we have any songs from Gigi Allen that just we play? Bite it. I kind of. You want to bite it? You want bite it? You scum. Bite it, you scum. All right. You like that rhyming? No. It really wouldn't be that bad if his if the vocals didn't suck as much, really. I mean it's just it's a there it's a punk song. If he was a better musician, that wouldn't be so bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not him. He's not actually playing anything. Yeah, I know. I wonder how much so, of it he other than the lyrics he even wrote. I'm not really sure how much of a creative influence he is. I mean it, it it's not like he's a poet by any means. Oh no. Though he's he did shock, write the Gigi sh- Allen manifesto. Well, sure. He's a shock artist is what he is. Right. On his uh, album in 1988 that has a word I'm not supposed to say. Uh, Which one? He is uh, credited in the uh, in the personnel tracks as credited as playing microphone and whiskey. Hey. Hey. hey that's good. Man plays whiskey real good. He takes it. He just he pours it out on the ground, and then he plays it like a jug. Yeah. And the a music critic called that album uh, his entire out output ranks as perhaps the worst music ever recorded. This is its clearest expression. Huh. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty fair, honestly. If only they knew what was going to happen now with the bad music, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got. Mm-mm. 
There's worse. What's in, What's interesting though is always was, is, and always shall be like that era of Gigi Allen where they, like the production is cleaned up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like standard garage rock almost. Like mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like a uh, Ty Seagull album in a weird way. I like it. It's not the worst, but it's not anything interesting. None by of it any is means. particularly good. No. None of it's particularly good. Some of it's better than the rest of well, it's it. Also, but it's not it's also... known for having very poor production. Like, you know, well, yeah. it was, right. it was, right. like that's one of the, I don't want to call it allures, but it's one of like the kind of things that people know about it yeah. as well is that it was produced very poorly, put out on cassette, you know, like, and, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't produced well. No. Like a Baroness album. Okay. <laughs> unnecessary, really. Really just unnecessary. Baroness is way better than Gigi Allen. Well, yeah, I, there's, I, I guess agree. so. Shut up, Cody. <laughs> there's a clear scale. Here, what do you? Uh, Come on. What do Dax. you have any any more you want us to say about Gigi? Do we have? Have we pretty much uh, uh, had everything? Carmelita is a Warren Zevon cover. Ooh, Ooh Zevon. Zevon. I like Zevon better. So well, you, do you Tomatoes, like Warren? Do you like Warren Zevon? He's okay. We had to listen do to you that listen one, to, one time. You didn't have to. I like Warren Zevon. So you say what I want you to say. <laughs> Listen, Gigi. <laughs> I would have loved to have been. I would have wanted to go to a Gigi show just once. I'm not talking regularly, mm-hmm. but one time. I don't think I'd want to be there. I would want. Where to would go. you stand? I would wear a poncho. I think I would initially stand in the front to gauge. Oh, what there's type no way you stand in the be. front, yeah. and you then liar. slowly make my way back based off of how bad it's going to be. I'd hide in the bathroom. Day. I couldn't be. Y- y- why? The bathroom is out in the concert. Could you imagine? The, <laughs> the whole thing is a bathroom. <laughs> I couldn't be physically present to the rape of a woman, though. Well, I don't like, know. Or yeah, man. At he that would point, both. right. He's, and animals. He's an equal. He he, he stated, practices equality. Of course, he rapes he, men and women. He stated that he oh at some what was the point where he could start having sex with twelve, thirteen, and sixteen year old girls and animals? Yeah, he just well, said I can do this now. Yeah, yeah. he's thirty five. Uh, at thirty five, now that. that I've reached this age, it's okay for me to do these things. What a I was doing them before, but now well, it's okay. I would love to see. I just it a just tour. would be interesting to have been at one of them, Ooh. like a tour with Gallagher. And Gigi oh, Allen, because then you could just like get one poncho and just ride through the whole show. <laughs> yeah, but let's hope that Gigi is the headliner, or else you have to sit there with his his feces on you all through Gallagher. <laughs> I need another <laughs> shit. Something stinks. Gallagher stinks. Oh, never mind. I'm covered in Gigi feces. Uh, well, Gallagher covered in like, Gigi. That'd be the covered like a, in Gigi. Oh, that'd be like the cover album. And it's like the front of it's like oh. poop and all these people. Listen, Alan this is, Jackson is gonna cover him. Two and, weeks in a row, we've come up with really good cover ideas. So, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Gigi Allen did a split EP that was on vinyl uh-huh. with Tiny Tim. Did oh, he? No. What? It was after both of their death, I believe. But somebody took basically all it was was like one Gigi song, one Tiny Tim song, yeah, and then split forty five. It came out in two thousand nine. It's called Two American Legends. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who that's marketed towards. What? what who God. released it? That's my concern. Punk Media. Look up Tiny's message uh, on YouTube. Just find that. Because there's uh, actually there's six total songs, two Gigi songs, "Borrowed Time" and "Pick Me Up on Your Way Down," "Tiny's Message," 
And then Tiny Tim does Hollywood Cowboys, Medley for England, and I Believe in Tomorrow. By Mr. G.G. Allen. It's now available. Mr. Robinson says it's good. I take his word. Now available. Be attentive and get the fabulous new G.G. Allen and his great songs. Tiny Tim doing a message to promote G.G. Allen's album. He sounds That's like a so total odd. creep when he speaks in regular voice. Yeah. It freaks me out. Here's, here's the lineup. Hold on. Okay, Tiny man. Tim, and then Gallagher, and then G.G. Allen. Okay. That's Let's so just, Tiny we'll, Tim would open? Yeah. We'll just, I feel like G.G. No, I feel like Gallagher would be the opener. He'd get the crowd all, like, yeah, hopped he up. He performed hopped for up. two hours when I saw him. All right. It'd oh, have to God. be, though. You'd have to have Gallagher come in, get everyone excited, cover him in perishables. Uh-huh. Then G.G. comes in, keeps it amped. And then Tiny Tim gets them all ready to go home. You oh, no, no, no. Down. You're forgetting the best, Guar. Listen, if Guar comes in and wants to pee on everyone while we're at it, that's fine. Because they got... What a mess that show would be. Because they just throw stuff on you, too. Let's just create a festival, the Dirty Festival. Ooh. The Dirty Festival. Ooh, like so that. dirty, really, in physical life, you're going to need a bath. It'd have to be in Gary. Fine. <laughs> There's got to be somewhere dirty than that. There's got to be Why a... are you calling up Gary? There's got to be some... Oh, it's dirty. You know what else is dirty? <laughs> I was in Chicago, and that place is kind of dirty, too. They leave oh, trash on the ground. All kinds of trash, trash on the ground. There's trash on the ground here in Cincinnati. No, no, no. That's not You've this been, You haven't been to the right places, pal. I drove by earlier the other day. I drove by a chair on the highway. <laughs> Just a chair had fallen on the ground. And, they, and well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Where were you, when were you in Chicago? A few years ago for Riot Fest. Oh, I'll nice. mention that. I'll actually bring that up later. <laughs> it's how do you it's know gotten that, cleaned up. Yeah, how do you know they now. haven't cleaned it? Uh-huh. It's much cleaner now. That's good. I was going to say, I'm not sure who would have been more upset about being on that split, Tiny Tim or Gigi Allen. But if Tiny Tim introduced the Gigi Allen thing, I, I guess he must have He said him. that he had wonderful songs. Listen to Mr. Allen's wonderful song. He had wonderful songs. Write huh? it out. He, that's what he said. You heard it. I did. But he said it more like this. Wonderful songs. One, yes. <clears throat> wonderful. No, I can't do it. No, he talks like Tiny Tim. No, it's very hard. Yeah. It's weirdo. If only he had done on his big rock record. If he had done a G.G. Allen song, oh, that why didn't he great. do that? that That's a great. good point, actually. Right. So, are we ready to transition to Alan Jackson? I guess we probably ought to. Yes, probably. I'm excited. didn't even let him sing. You, that was a great in, transition song. The singing would have totally it so hard. You, you, you bad talking his voice? No. It's just that part of the song where it trailed back down is a good place to come down and start talking. Didn't that kind of sound a little bit like Footloose with that guitar riff? What do you think? I could see that. A little bit. I could see, yeah. Cool. So who wants to talk about Alan Jackson? Hold on. I got some beer on my shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got beer on my, my shirt, and whiskey in my tears. That's what I'm thinking. It had to be tears. That's where I was going to go, too. That's the next place I was going. Of course. Baloney stain on my new blue jeans. <laughs> there you go. I had my dog ran away last year. <laughs> this is great. We're right in our country. I'll well, my out. truck's got four flat tires. And my heart's got four flat chambers. 
Cause that wife. woman done come and stole everything I got. That's great. Oh, it didn't, didn't have anything to rhyme with chambers, huh? Uh, it didn't rhyme with really with tires either. It just ended with S's. Well, Alan Jackson is uh, quite the prolific country artist. I feel like that's a good place to start with. <laughs> yeah, he sold yeah. 75 million records yeah. in his career. 16, 16 albums. albums. Jinx, you owe me a, I don't know. Nothing. He doesn't owe you a thing. He's your brother. You owe me a bologna sandwich. Ooh. All right. Jinx, <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a bologna sandwich is the new game. Can we just play the bologna sandwich thing? Yes, so? of course. Let's get this out of the way. You shouldn't be feeding bologna to kids like that. You shouldn't. They, they don't deserve it. But I still like bologna on white bread now and then And the sound of a whippoorwill down a country road The grass between my toes And that sunset sinking low And a good woman's love to hold me close I'll tell you right now, when I found that Alan Jackson song, I was truly blown away. Great message about the technology age that we're living in from the perspective of a country artist. Oh, and just... you get to hear some sweet, sweet lines <laughs> about bologna sandwiches. I thought it was the perspective of how confused he is at using computers now from, he sa- from he... the viewpoint of a bologna eater. He says at the end. <laughs> God. <laughs> Like it's really difficult. What I what I know is is that many bologna eaters do not know how the internet. That's works. what I thought. I thought it was like now I have a, this device that allows me to peruse the whole line online marketplace for bologna, and I don't know what to do. Are you telling me I can buy mayonnaise on the internet? Yeah, <laughs> it's the whitest. I bet you. Thing I bet you. Right? You could buy a pack of Alan Jackson's bologna right out of his fridge on eBay. Or something. I would oh love that. Alan Jackson branded bologna. And because it's bologna, you know, it'll last forever. That's a keepsake you can keep, keep, keep. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's heirloom quality bologna. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. I'm already excited about Alan Jackson. So on on, that, in that song, up. the bologna song, it yes. says, I kind of like, he's talking about the internet, you know, like yeah. technology, basically. Yeah. I kind of like that music thing. You just download them, and you can <laughs> save about every song that's ever been made. But I still like bologna. And I'm like, this guy knew how to use LimeWire. Look at him. <laughs> this he did know how to use LimeWire to download his own music illegally. It, it, was, it was all iTunes. his music. I think it was iTunes. On the yeah, video. It, it probably video. was. probably iTunes. So I want to talk about... What year was it? 99. 2008. No, 2009. What? He wrote that song in 2009? Good Time came out in 2008. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was released in 2008. Oh, my gosh. The music oh, video boy. came out in 2009 then. We weren't yeah. even using LimeWire then, I don't think. No. No, he's behind. Finally got a cell phone. He didn't get a cell phone until 2008? According to the song. Well, golly. That's a lie. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't matter. When you're famous, other people answer the phone for That's you. True. That's a good point. I want to talk about the song Remember When. Remember kind of, When. Yeah, it's like Alan Jackson, obviously. And uh, I, I think it was so they him and his wife had uh, they were married. He married his high school sweetheart, and they had uh, some some issues with their marriage, and they split up briefly, but then they got back together. Yeah, he had some infidelity things, and some other stuff happened. But this well, that's is, not country. It's not country. Well, actually, <laughs> I okay. But uh, so depends on what side of the country spectrum you're talking about, which we're gonna. Talk it's not about country today. song, but it's country action. 
Mm-hmm. That's for certain. Hold on, I'm trying to find this. I forgot to mention that Gigi Allen was married for seven years. Alarming, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he was pussy whipped, according to his brother. <laughs> That's the words oh, he used. Merle got him out of it. Merle, he said he was pussy whipped, and he he had to take out the trash. Merle oh, rushed right oh. down to the courthouse and burned every document. Merle was jealous. He was. Anyway, I so kiss, I want to kiss my brother in the song. <laughs> in the song, remember when? The, there's a lyric that says. Uh, you were the first, so was I. We made love, and then you cried. Remember when? I think that that song would be way different if the lyric was, we made love, and then I cried. He would not be country if that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet he did. I bet that's the whole point of the song. Is that you cried. I, I, I didn't cry, though. That, that would be, wasn't be me. Dumb. You're the crier. <laughs> She's a woman. Women are supposed to cry. So he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Won multiple uh, awards. Yeah. Yeah. ACMAs, CMAs, Grammys, various things. Yep. Indeed. Another thing he did, which I found very interesting, and we watched the video on it earlier. So he performed at the Country Music Awards, and uh, they wanted him to play the song uh, Papa Top, which is a beer drinking song. It's a beer song. And so he was starting to play that song, and then the music cut out, and he went in to sing the song Changes by, uh, what was that dude's name? Was it George Strait? George yeah. Strait. No, it was not George Strait. It was uh, somebody else. Who was that? George Jones. George, George Jones. Jones. George Jones. I knew it was George. I couldn't yeah. remember which George. George Jones. And he was, for some reason, not allowed to perform that or to, yeah, to perform that song there. Well, George so, Jones had to cut his act back by 90 seconds or something like that. He wasn't allowed to play as much as he originally uh, planned. Yeah. Okay. So but he, anyway, in so, protest. Yeah, in protest, Alan Jackson played his song, you know, which, you know, very, you know, like, most people don't, you're not going to see Post Malone go out playing a Lizzo song. And, no. You know, he's going to. That's because he don't know how to do it. He's going to, like, that's chill for, you know, his own music. Right. It's a lot easier when all country songs are the same four chords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing he did during a live performance at another Music Awards uh, thing is he came out. Four chords and a steel guitar, by the way. Go ahead. He came out, and they wanted uh, him to play uh, a certain song or whatever, but they wanted him to do it over a backing track. So his drummer came out and played with no drumsticks. Yep, that's pretty great. <laughs> Oh, I and love he, that. he literally he like it. he he like moved his body so that you could see behind him on the live performance. That way you could see that the drummer had no sticks. <laughs> Check it out. He's not really playing. He's one bad mofo, according to the internet. I have a question, uh, and not that I want to dominate this show with baloney talk, but I do want to dominate the <laughs> show with baloney talk. Uh, Tyler, this is directed to you, of course. Uh-huh. Um, if you had to pick your favorite baloney song, would it be, in fact, I Still Like Baloney, or would it be the hit song by Weird Al Yankovic, My Baloney? My Baloney, no doubt. All right, all right. Yeah, that's, that's not even great. my favorite Alan Jackson song. No? No. What's your favorite Alan Jackson song? Small Town Southern Man. Okay. Oh, another song I'd like to talk about with Alan Jackson, which I thought uh, the ending was, in particular, the most interesting part of the song, is the song It's Five O'Clock Somewhere with Jimmy Buffett. I hate that song. What is going on? We were listening. With the end of that song. You're talking it about the conversation? Like the 40-second. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Let's, it's, let's play that yeah, we real quick. should play it. It's horrible. Before you play it, I want to say, yeah. we, were, we were watching this song, uh, the music video, Yes. and Caleb said, this sounds like a Jimmy Buffett song. No, and Dax said I that. said that. Oh, okay. 
And then it got to the point where Jimmy Buffett came on, and I'm like, you probably subconsciously knew <laughs> it that blew he was my in it, mind. But he had he called it, but it's probably because he already knew. Go ahead. Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. Um, what I okay. So when I was watching this, I just have realized that you can do justifiably anything in country music. Yeah, pretty much. That is what I have learned from this week covering Alan Jackson, is that you, uh, you can sing songs about baloney, and you can have 40-second conversations <laughs> on your track. I don't understand what's going on. It's five o'clock somewhere. What time zone am I on? What country am I in? It doesn't matter. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's always on five in Margaritaville, come to think of it. Yeah, I heard that. You've been there, haven't you? Yes, sir. I've seen your boat there. I've been to Margaritaville a few times. All right. Well, that's good. Stumble my way back. Okay. Well, we just want to make sure you can keep it between the navigational beacons. <laughs> between the buoys, I got it. All right. Well, it's five o'clock. Let's go somewhere. I like Horrible. I like that it sounds like the conversation between two people at a bar and one person doesn't really want to have that conversation yeah. mm-hmm. where Jimmy Buff is like, "Hey, I'm trying to talk to you." Yeah, I'm trying to talk back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got a boat, ain't you? Yeah. I sure do. That's the that's the whole bit. Like I don't I just don't understand don't understand what it's bit. pretty uncomfortable, really. It, all in all. It's quite strange. Yeah. And I I don't know that I gather that Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett have a, such a close relationship that, that that chemistry really... Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, but I'm I, don't, sure. I didn't feel Co- it on that track. Country people no, like I think to... that's I think that's how Alan Jackson just treats his close friends. Like, that's the kind of vibe I get off him. You think so? Yeah, like... That guy on that interview did say something like that. There you go. All the it's, pretty po- it's pretty popular in country to bring Jimmy Buffett into it. Why is that? Zach Brown Band does it too. Which, of course, Zach Brown Band has a song with Alan Jackson. Exactly. And it was not nominated for a Grammy for a best uh, collaboration song because they weren't, he wasn't originally in it. But in that song, he's like, I was sitting at a, Alan, or uh, Zach Brown says something like, I'm sitting at a bar, you know, trying to find, it's about trying to talk to a girl before she walks away or something like that. And he's like, Yeah, I'm talking to this old timer. And then the old timer is Alan Jackson. He comes into the song, it's pretty good. I like that song. He's the Jimmy Buffett of that song. <laughs> he is. Wow. And the then torch. there's another song where Jimmy Buffett is the Jimmy Buffett of the Jimmy Buffett. Whoa. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. What do you guys yeah. think about that song, Where Were You, by Alan Jackson, the 9-11 song? I know it's not as good as Toby Keith's 9-11 song. That's, That's the true. truth. That's the truth. I'll tell you, 9-11 was a good time for country music. <laughs> oh, it's like... <laughs> It's almost like the, it's like the G.G. Allen coming down from the skies for country. So hold on. So for it was a 9/11 joke. It was a it was a good thing for music, really, because there you got my well, chemical romance. Together. My chemical romance started after 9/11. Right. Uh, System of a Down had something to do with 9/11. They had, the release came out a week beforehand. Toxicity. Yeah, toxicity came out on like the fourth. And there was another band that started because of 9-11. There was a band who had an album set to be released on 9-11. And then they're like, ooh. Lee Lee Greenwood's career really came back into the forefront. Green Jello came back. No, they didn't. Get out of here, that nonsense. I I don't like, I will attest to this, I don't like South Park, but we watched this earlier. I feel like it's worth playing is uh, a parody over this whole 9-11 situation. I feel like Nickelback had to do something. That's a 9-11 band. Are they around no, it's before? not. How? What? Is that a genre? <laughs> yeah, bands that did stuff for 9-11. <laughs> I 
You can is tell. Is this insensitive? I think it might be. But I don't I mean, think so because it's just a commentary on the fact that it happened. I guess it just it just changed things. You it know? did change things. But and again, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of South Park, but they did do a commentary on this exact. I got thing, one so. joke. Yes. I don't know why afterwards people just didn't start. It did change things. Why didn't no one make any songs about how much more difficult it was to get on an airplane? That's that people want to hear you about singing about real problems. And post nine eleven, airplanes are not fun anymore. I would imagine that the people making that music probably did not get played on the Western radio stations. Probably got played, but somewhere else. Hmm. Here's South Park. Even country singer Alan Jackson has shown up with a song he has written about the latter. Alan Jackson is, of course, the man who wrote the song Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning about the tragedies on September 11th. And now he's here once again to capitalize on people's emotions. Let's listen in. Where were you? When they built the ladder to heaven Did it make you feel like crying Or did you think it was kind of gay What a beautiful song Well I for one believed in the ladder to heaven Yeah, yeah, yeah 9-11 I said 9-11, 9-11 Jared started crying Yeah, so it brought him to tears Poor Jared, really felt the emotion. I had a tear in my beer. Sorry. Oh, a tear in your beer. That has to be a country song. Tears for beers. It is a country song. Tear in my beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which reminds me, I don't think Dax ever looked this up. I asked him like four times to do it. How many artists have released a Christmas album called Honky Tonk Christmas? It can't be that many. You you don't think so? Speaking Uh -uh. of Christmas, we'll talk about this. Uh, Alan Jackson has released sixteen studio albums, as we discussed. Two Christmas albums and two gospel albums. That's quite a thing. It is. It's a lot of music for his career. It's a lot. It's weird to think that his most popular music didn't come out until 2008, though, when he started in, like, 1990. Well, I don't think that it's his most popular. His most, like, uh, the song Drive for Daddy Gene, uh, which is probably my favorite, man, maybe my favorite Alan Jackson song, came out, I think, in 03. I, I, I mean, I knew about him then. Go ahead, Caleb. You're shaking your head. There's only one Honky Tonk Christmas See, album. Okay, go. no, 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 no. Oh, there is a more? Honky Tonk Christmas by Alan Jackson, by Dustin James Clark, Smoky River Boys, Jeff Stotler, uh, Devil's Country, uh, Christmas Honky Tonk by the Crazy Bulls Band. Uh, we got Greg Gehring, and it just... Oh, Honky Tonk Christmas Eve by John Mark Davis. Not the same thing. Mm-mm. Different song. Oh, is this... Oh, the Saloon remix. That's a good one. Oh, the Saloon remix. Chattahoochee came out in 1993. That's probably one of his more popular songs. So I, I don't think yeah. that... I don't agree that yeah, his most popular at, stuff came out in 08. When you look at when Good Time came out in 08, that's the album that is f- most filled with popular songs that people know. Good Time, sm- Small Town, Southern Man's a popular one. Country Boy's on there. I think Bologna that, is on there, boy. Oh, boy. I don't think that there is an era... That Alan Jackson existed necessarily that was the only era that was successful for him, though. I think he's just no, been... but I just think it's weird. No, he's been around forever. Yeah. Successful ever for since time. he's existed, really. I won't disagree, but... His only top 20... Look how long it took for big, big ones. And Billboard is... It's 5 o'clock somewhere with Jimmy Buffett. All the other ones yeah. are in the top... He's got a bunch of them in the top 40. Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning, Drive yep. for Daddy Jean. That's a pretty good song, like I said earlier. Uh, Remember When, about uh, when he cried after having sex. And then he hasn't really had a hit in quite a you know long time, but he's I mean he has not really been on the airwaves that much. 
Yeah. He did a cover of Ring of Fire that was all right. That was he on his Greatest that. Hits album. Dax, what was the song we were listening to the other day from Alan Jackson where he's singing about the boat? Oh, God. I think that was Chattahoochee, wasn't it? I don't think so. He does sing about a boat in that. The one where he like he the music boat, video for Chatt- the music video for Chattahoochee. He's just skiing in blue jeans. Did you all ever? Did you watch it? No. Okay. So it's not that one. It's the one where he like is remembering like the truck with his dad oh, rem- and the remember? boat with his dad. Remember when? I don't think so. No, that's about that's a love song, pal. Yeah. I don't know that yet. Oh, God, do hold you, on. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Look I, up the song "Redneck Games." Redneck. Games. On, you can do it on Spotify. Drive is the song. Okay. That's the song I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The boat and all that. Yeah. That's yeah. Drive. Painted oh, red. That's drive. Painted that's red with the stripe of white, 18 feet from boat to the stern light. That's a good another, song. Another example of being able to write about Mario anything. Andretti, he talked about, that race car driver. You can write about anything in country music. Here is Redneck Games with Alan Jackson, mm-hmm. meaning that this is not just an Alan Jackson song. And welcome all you dang foreigners from other nations. Dear Lord, be with our guests and prepare them for the butt whooping they are about to receive. All it is is Jeff Jeff Foxworthy comedy bit with music and then Alan Jackson sings a little bit. But this is just literally from his album. Oh, it's it's like about uh, Atlanta getting the Olympics. This is oh. a, this is his stand up bit. But then the bit is background music and then a chorus by Alan Jackson. That's all that is. That's very strange. It is very strange. It's a very strange track to that exist. Don't seem strange to me. You don't think so? No, because that's how these people do. The collaboration <clears throat> certainly makes sense to me, but they got to capitalize on the country. Jeff Foxworthy is truly the other end of country music, whereas Larry the Cable Guy is what everything Alan Jackson despises about country music. Mm. Yeah, basi- Jeff Foxworthy yeah, is the is the the old old timey country sound, and Larry the Cable Guy is the pop country yeah. sound. You wouldn't see a Larry the Cable Guy on Alan Jackson's song, but you no. will see a Jeff Foxworthy. Well, Jeff, where's Jeff Foxworthy from? Because Larry the Cable Guy is from Kansas. Know. Larry the Cable Guy doesn't have an accent. I know. He's from Kansas. He's, he's a, from he's Midwest. A pop he's a country icon. He's a Midwest boy. He's he's just faking his way through the whole process. I know. He created the he's character a, and he's all. He's a darn Taylor Swift. Jeff Foxworthy was born in Atlanta, Georgia. There you go. They both oh. are from, they're both Georgia boys. Ja- you just Georgia. said he was from Kansas. No, he's talking about Foxworthy Alan? and Alan Jackson. Gee whiz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Georgia. Okay. Georgia. 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 All right. So Ooh. are we? Has everybody Great said song. their thing? Better than any of these songs. <laughs> By far, you won the episode. Thank you. We did that. Sugar Ray Charles very early on. So well, he wasn't allowed to perform that song in Georgia for a very long time. Then they made it their state song. Hypocrites. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm comfortable with going on into our okay our, our votes. Kayla, would you like to start the vote? The ballots. In what will be quite possibly. The hardest decision of my life. Oh, Choosing oh, a country a country artist over a punk rock icon. Only one sang a song. <laughs> They're both icons, so only, if that makes you feel any better. Only one sang a song about baloney, and it's Alan Jackson. Oh, so he did it, huh? He did it. 
Alan Jackson over well, Gigi Allen. I think I'm going to choose Mr. Jackson. Mm. Wow. Yep. Go ahead, Cody. That felt Dax. That felt really good. All right, I'm gonna choose. Uh, I'm gonna choose Jackson. Yep, I'm picking Gigi Allen Jackson. I'm picking Allen Jackson. Wow. Allen Jackson, he's my pick. Wow, good band. Who good would artist. have thought? Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, good second game. Year, Alan Jackson. Second he year of good band, bad band. That we would be choosing Allen Jackson as they uni- like a universal pick <laughs> as a good band. I would have never seen the day. Yeah. I would have never seen the day. But here yeah. we are. Well, see, here's the thing. We Tyler came up with this idea last summer. We were at a concert together, and we were just sitting, you know, bullshit and trying to fig- figure out bands. And we, I said, I think it was either me or him. I can't remember which one said G.G. Allen Jackson because we were talking about G.G. Allen. We were talking about you know, like people of that same ilk doing live performances, and. We we were trying to figure like he wanted to do Gigi Allen and, and I'm like then what about Allen G- Jackson threw baloney into the crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. right <laughs> and, and so, then all of a sudden I got hit in the face with a, a mayoed up piece of baloney like right mm, there that's a good sound this and has I been just... in the queue for a little while now but and we finally get to do it he he got to do you know the artist you want to do he just didn't select him which is yeah. interesting I figured he was gonna pick Gigi Allen everybody else would pick Allen Jackson that was no. what I expected as well but you made the right choice I know listen. One of my good friends from high school likes Alan Jackson a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. So I've listened to quite a bit of Alan Jackson, and it's okay. It's, it's to- okay. It's tolerable country. It is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's... Unlike Gigi, who really... It's not tolerable punk. has yeah. no real factors really. at all. It's, again, like Alan Jackson makes what is more of a classical style of country music. And when I think of people who are like, well, I like every genre other than country... Which, of course, wouldn't have been said with a country accent, but that's not the point. Um, they're always thinking of a pop country sound. They're not thinking of this form of country. I don't not really. Think. I like I like old country. I like Hank Williams Sr. and Cash and all of those people. So did G.G. Allen. I know. <laughs> I know. So does, so does Jared's boy over here, Mask Man. Masked man, Orville Peck. Oh, oh yeah, Orville Peck. Oh, I was <laughs> I was not sure who you were choosing. Nor <laughs> nor did I. And he's he also brought my enjoy, name up. He also enjoys all the those things. Sturgill. But, yeah, I like Sturgill. I like Sturgill and Chris and Jason and all those new guys who are making differences in the genre. And uh, Tyler Childers and Coulter Wall. Those guys are interesting. But there's a whole era of country music I don't really care for, and he he sits in it. Mm. Yeah, but he's okay. Uh, he sits in that era. Yep. Oh, I see. But he's not. I see. Okay. But I don't dislike him as yeah. I do like Trace Atkins and you know Honky Tonk, but Donkey Donk. There, I don't. I, yeah. I prefer. How do you feel about in Rascal Rainbow, Flats? Her favorite color is chrome. Oh, our Rascal Flats are awful. They're bad. You yeah, don't Rascal, like Rascal Flats is bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. All right. And then they had a deal with Pennies, where Pennies would only J.C. Penny would play nothing but Rascal Flats. And they had a Rascal Flats line. Speaking of pennies, they made a song didn't for Alan JC Jackson penny. throw a penny down a woman's shirt and ask if he, he could did. pick it up? He did. He did. <laughs> Not good. But then he said, remember when I threw that penny down that girl's shirt and asked about it and you got mad at me. And then he had to apologize. And thank goodness we live on a podcast where Alan Jackson isn't the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's close it out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Good Band, Bad Band. 
Make sure you like us on Facebook and join our Patreon. Let us know what you who you think is the good band. Vote in our poll and stuff. Next week we're doing. Oh boy, it's uh, Sir Mix a Lot of Linya. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> Goodbye. Stop it. You contributed. You even did the, the pop.